I want to hear more about your conversion experience itself. You know, um, now, of course, you know, God prepares us for those and he, he, you know, makes that way for us. But talk to me, tell us a little bit about how did that begin? You know, where were you in your life and your walk, uh, walk of life? And, and how did God begin to open those doors for you to come to know Christ? Well, I became a Christian when we lived in Louisiana. But before we got there, I met Dwayne. And I have to say, this is the best thing I ever, I ever did in my life was marry him. <laughs> um, because I think God prepared me before I met him and, he, and, and Dwayne. Dwayne was not, he was a Christian, but he was not following his path that he's supposed to. And I think if he had been, Dwayne would not have married me because he believes that two different faiths should never marry. So I think God opened that door by Dwayne not following his faith at that time, opened the avenue for me to come in and for him to accept me. So as, as a Jewish child, I can remember times when I would pray to God for things not to happen. I had some very traumatic things in my life happen, very personal. And I would always pray, God, please stop this, please. And it never happened. And I never understood. So I thought maybe I was a bad person. Maybe I need to change. Maybe there's something I need to do differently. But still, it didn't matter what I did. It still continued. So when I met Dwayne, I just laid out my life to him. Gave him all my garbage. And he still stayed around. So that's one. I think leading me to Dwayne opened that door to accept Jesus. And then as we got married and he introduced me to just his family and their openness, friendliness, love, acceptance, he, acceptance. he taught me what love and family is about what accepting somebody for who they are is about. So then we left Texas and moved to Louisiana. The boys were three and just born. And Dwayne, for himself, must have had a calling from God that he needed to get back into church. So he started taking, going to church and taking the boys with him. And this happened for two years. And, you know, I was like, okay, what are you doing? You know, my children are Jewish, but I just... You, you intended to raise them completely Jewish. I did. Okay. But I was allowing him to do... Yeah. You know, I want the boys to be open-minded. I wanted our children to be open-minded and understand um, what was their, about their parents and their religions. So about two years in, I don't know, I just... One day sitting on the couch and I said, Do you want a Christian wife? Do you want a divorce? And he just looked at me and said, no, no, why would you say that? And I said, well, Dwayne, I just feel like you've moved on without me. We used to always be together in the same plane, and I feel like I'm down here. You left me down here, and you've moved up to a new plateau. You've moved on. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. That was, and you know, we had a long discussion about it, but that was the gist of it. I just felt left, though. I didn't know it at the time. He had been praying for me, and his Sunday school class had been praying. And, and I think from there, I started doing things with him, 
at the church, like if they'd have a little festival, I'd go, or if they'd have a thing for couples, I would go with him to the couples things. Well, one of the couples devotions, or what we call them, groups, the man across the street was the leader, and he was the police chief of the area, and he called me one night, and we got to talking about why I don't believe in Christ. And I said, well, let me tell you, I've been abused and I was, I put my faith in that person and they hurt me. I, my ex-husband, I put my faith in him. He hurt me. He says, you can stop right there. He says, that's your problem. You put your faith in man. Man's going to fail you every time. But if you put your faith in God, he won't ever fail you. And I was like, I beg to differ. And I told him, you know, hey, I asked, I prayed to God all the time. And he says, I can't remember exactly what he says. He says, God answered. He just answered differently. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I wasn't into that. So he said, do me a favor. I want you for one week to look in the mirror. Every time you look in the mirror, pray. God, if you want me to believe that Jesus Christ is your son and my savior, let me know. Show me a sign. And so for a week, I said, I'll do it. So for a week, every time I looked in the mirror, I was getting ready or I, whatever, I would just say, Lord, if Jesus Christ is your son and he's supposed to be my Lord and Savior, show me. And I did it for a week. And that last day, Dwayne came home for work and I said, I got something to tell you. And he was like, What? I mean, you should have seen his face. Oh, no. We're well aware of what that feels like. <laughs> those looks. I'm like, what did I do now? <laughs> and I said, I have got this burden, this heaviness on my chest. I just, I just have to get this off. And he said, what? And I said, I believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. He goes, well, let's, let's stop a minute. Let's back up. And he says, Let's make sure you understand what you're saying. And I mean, he went and got the Bible and he was going to read Romans Roads to me. I said, what are you doing? I just told you what I believe. I believe. He goes, oh, no, no, no. Well, I want to make sure you understand. <sighs> it wasn't enough. No easy believism in your <laughs> No. Oh, it did. <laughs> and I guess one thing I did forget to tell you is during this time of the two years, I started a, a Bible study at uh, what, Bible study, Bible study Fellowship. That's it, Bible Study Fellowship. And it was Moses. It was about Moses. And my girlfriend, who was an assembly of God, she asked me to go to it. And I said, I don't, I don't do Christian. She says, it's not, listen, it's non-denominational. And I said, oh, okay. So to me, I do know what non-denominational means. It just means something different to a Jewish person than to a, a Christian. When she came home and told me she was going to, and it was non-denominational, I said, Carolyn, you do what it is. She cut me off. I said, okay. All right, I knew what non-denominational yeah. was, but just let it go. Still Christian faith, just non-denominational. <laughs> but I, exactly. I thought non-denominational meant it wasn't Christian, yeah. it wasn't Buddhist, it wasn't Jewish. You know, yeah. it's non-denominational. And Moses had to be a draw for you. It exactly. Was. Yeah, when that you're studying was. the life of Moses. Yeah. So. Right, right. So I think, and, and at the end of this Bible study was when, um, oh, what was the guy's, Chuck, across the street, yeah. 
led me to do this yeah. prayer. And so having that year of doing Moses through <laughs> BSF and then him, and I just think that all that yeah. contributed well, it was to it. accumulation of two years. Mm-hmm. Is really what it was because when I when I rededicated my life to Christ, I was at the house and I was praying. I said, "Lord, she's in your hands. I'm tired of running from you." <laughs> I get emotional every time I think about it. But uh, I was. He gave me a peace in those two years. You know, when she confronted me about wanting a divorce and marrying a Christian wife, I, it wasn't even on my mind. I mean, I was not going anywhere. Dwayne Dean was not raised that way. I didn't believe that. And, but anyway, to watch God work in her life, to watch this church love her to Christ. She, we had a pastor, Billy Pierce. He, he, he said, listen, you come to me anytime you have any questions, I'll be there for you. Right. And, uh, and, and, you know, the Sunday school class, we, she told I'm going to tell you a funny story. Here we were, young couple really, four or five years we'd been married, I believe. We went to a Sunday school class and we played the newlywed game. <laughs> We won. The old ones, I mean, the people that have been married forever. And it was really funny because um, when I first went to Sunday school class, told them my wife was Jewish. They kind of, I mean, uh, the Sunday school, uh, Charles, uh, Charlie Walnick, he said from that point, he said, oh, boy. And they started praying. Fervently. Thank you. I didn't say that. But anyway, they just kept praying, kept loving, and they did not try to, as Carolyn said earlier, try to knock her out with the Bible. They loved yeah. her to Christ mm-hmm. and to walk in there. And there was other things. And to see that, it's like, wow. And, and that's, uh, it is a great, great mm-hmm. testimony. Because you never think about it. People say all the time, it's so hard to come to Christ at an older age. And it is because you have your mindset. And, you know. And all your past experiences. Exactly. Right. And I've had so many people come up. You can see them coming at you with that Bible in their hands to talk yeah. to you about Christ, but they're not going to do it in a nice way. So that wall goes up. Yeah. And you got a smile on your face, but that wall's right there going, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you said that they, they loved you to Christ. What did that look like? How, did, how does someone love someone else to Christ? Acceptance. I mean, they didn't care that I was Jewish. They didn't care that I believed differently. They they were embraced me as far as they asked questions. So why you know they didn't say why do you believe differently? They go oh what do you celebrate? What do you do? How you know how's this like the Purim thing? Yeah. The they wanted to know about Esther and how we celebrated that or how we celebrate Passover, Hanukkah, and they tried to incorporate that and they took me in and. Um, Anytime I was up at the church, no one approached me in a way of accusing. And I think that's a lot of it. People would accuse you. Of, Why don't you believe? Why don't you believe? And it's like, in fact, the young lady, the woman that invited me to BSF, she wanted to go to um, my Rosh Hashanah services at the synagogue. And on the way there, she says, Why don't you believe in Christ? Or why do you believe the way you do? And I said, um, this is the way I was raised. Why do you believe the way you do? Because that's the way you were raised. Oh, no, no, no. I made a decision. I said, but Mary, your parents taught you about Christ, and they taught you about Christianity. And my parents taught me about Judaism. I knew nothing else. They knew nothing about Christ to teach me anything else. 
So how could I know anything else? Yeah. That's the way I was raised. That's all I knew. So that type of a um, questioning is not healthy. So that acceptance of who you were and where you were in your spiritual journey and not trying to rush you down the road Mm -hmm. or talk you into something that someone else could talk you out of later. This church understood about God's timing and the Holy Spirit and how it has to be the Holy Spirit helping. It can't be them. It has to be in God's timing. And I like that because... So many times we can feel like, well, if I can get you, if I can get you to say yes to Jesus, Mm -hmm. then my work here is done. Right. But they were patient with you until God's Spirit worked in you to where you said yes to Jesus and you haven't looked back. Right. That I never, I have never doubted. That of my decision. I knew when I made that decision, it was the right decision. Right. Now, the funniest thing was after I became a Christian, what are you? I'm what, what do you mean, what am I? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a Christian. No, 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 no. Are you Baptist? Are you Methodist? Are you? And I'm like, what? Why'd you up the game? What? Come on. I'm like, I have to make a decision on. That what it, I don't know what all that means. We're, yeah. I'm a Christian, yeah, yeah. and I believe in Jesus Christ. Isn't that good enough? So that, that was funny. One thing in, in this process also, she goes, but I'm not walking down in front of the church. I'm not <laughs> going to walk down in front of the church. I said, baby, you don't have to walk down in front of the church. You don't have to. I said, you know, you, you profess Christ, who he is, said, but you don't have to do it in the walk down the church. Well, since we went to the Sunday. I forget what they were preaching on, but all of a sudden I was in the choir. And all of a sudden, here comes Carolyn walking down in front of the church. <laughs> it's just amazing how the Lord worked on her. Yeah. Tell the, about them. The reason it, I did was there's a song I really like. It's called Power in the Blood. And I used to sing it all the time after I became a Christian. Well, that day they were singing. The choir was singing Power in the Blood. And I said, okay, I'm coming. But... <laughs> <laughs> rest of the story, but I'm not going to be baptized. Uh, I'm not being baptized. I'm not being baptized. <laughs> so I did another study. It's John through um, BSF, and I'm sitting there reading. I cannot remember the passage. You, you can tell me where Jesus went to John the Baptist and said, you need to baptize me. And John's like, oh, no. no, 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 no. And after reading that, I went, and, and Jesus says, I have to be baptized to Obey my father. Isn't that something like that? Yeah. I know I didn't say it right. That's okay. But um, I just felt like I got slapped. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm sorry, Lord. I will be baptized. It is identification with Christ and that one of those initial steps of obedience. Because mm-hmm. I used to say, I had a mikvah. I've already been, yeah. I've already been cleansed. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Lord. We don't do it like yeah. that.